Hey, gobble, gobble. Happy Thanksgiving uh, month, everybody. We are so glad you're here. Matter of fact, we are going to teach you how to make a pit roasted wolverine. And um, we are looking forward to you trying a sample of this. And as we talk about the wolverine here on wrong. pit roasted wolverine. Like, 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 well, you mean like well roasted Wolverine? Like they, they roasted him in the well? Well, pit sounded better. It sounded more barbecue ish. Oh. <laughs> there he goes. A barbecue pit roasted Wolverine here on the Wolverine from July 26th. I don't know. Too much radiation, Okay. On Caped Chronicles number 76. And that other person you heard on there was Carrie. Carrie, how are you doing? I'm doing how good. Do you, I just got. And I just got. Cooked. What? I said, I asked you, how are you? How do you want your Wolverine cooked? I'm doing good. I, I've never had Wolverine, uh, so I really don't know how I would like it cooked. I usually, I usually take my steak medium rare, though. So, you know, um, you know, can, uh, consider that, I guess. All right, and on the other side of the world, Mister, uh, the one who's got. The heart of a Wolverine and the claws of a Wolverine. Mr. Fred, how are you? I am doing fantastic. Happy Thanksgiving to one and all Americans. We've had ours like a month ago, so yeah. No big deal. We are in a rush for ours, so we do ours in October. Ah, okay. Before we get too far ahead here, you had barbecued Wolverine, and all of a sudden I thought, would his hair regenerate as well? Or is yeah, this a good way for the Wolverine to uh, go hairless on that body? I mean, it it did re- it did regenerate. It regenerated. Oh, it regenerated for sure. All right, so let's go ahead and go into. Oh, wait a minute, I forgot somebody. <laughs> Fred, you are. Uh, I'm sorry, Mike. You are really pushing it tonight. Oh. You're just wow. trying to get yourself so, Don't piss off a pregnant lady. We have the one, the only, the one that is carrying the baby Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> Andrea, how are you tonight? I am doing fantastic. Anytime that I can talk about Logan and the Wolverine is a good day. Ooh, Fred, did you watch this movie with her? I sure did. I was pretty tame. Pretty, pretty Boy. tame. I think she was awfully um, thirsty during this movie. <laughs> Dang! She I mean, I do have in. some water. <laughs> she may ask you to get a refill as for it was recording. Fred, just be on alert. She uh, was sweating. But <laughs> this is the Wolverine, a a kind of uh, divided movie among uh, among some fans, and uh, it's it's interesting. I can't wait to talk about it. So. Carrie, why don't you tell us a little bit? Oh, wait a minute. Before you tell us what this movie's about, I must say we are part of the Random Chatter Network. You remembered. And go to randomchatter.com for all that good information for every show we do. We have Type Beam, we have DC Talk, we have um, that their Marvel show, um, Guardians of the MCU. Uh, we have a bunch of other things you can listen to, so check all that on Rantry.com. So, now that we got all that out of the way, Miss Carrie, would you please tell us a little bit about what The Wolverine is all about? 
All right, so in modern-day Japan, Wolverine is out of his depth in an unknown world as he faces his ultimate nemesis in a life-or-death battle that will leave him forever changed. Vulnerable for the first time he push, he, and pushed to his physical and emotional limits, he confronts not only lethal samurai steel, but also his inner struggles against his own near-immortality, uh, emerging more powerful than we have ever seen him before. Boo. Yeah. Yeah. Fred, you're up. What do we got? All right. Box office details. Okay. Distributor was 20th Century Fox. Uh, Runtime was two hours, six minutes for the theatrical release. Rated PG-13. Release date was July 26, 2013. The budget was $120 million. Worldwide gross was 414 8 million uh, Rotten Tomatoes score. Critics gave it 71% and the audience gave it a 69. Uh, for movie competition was basically nothing uh, at this time. So it was all alone in the box office and it mm. dominated. Pretty much. Pretty all much. All right. So now casting crew. The director was James Mangold. Um, he directed Logan, Ford versus Ferrari. And Indiana Jones. I'm assuming this is the Crystal Skull. No, no this, this is the, is the next one that they're working on oh, the right now. The, the new one. Oh, okay. Okay, so we can't really say how how well that will go. But Ford versus <laughs> Ferrari was good. It was um, pretty good. And Logan, I, I mean, pretty good too. Yeah. Um, when it comes to actors, um, obviously the one and only Hugh Jackman, um, who plays Logan and Wolverine. Um, he was P.T. Barnum in Greatest Showman, and he was also in The Miser- Miserables. Um, Tao Okamoto was Mariko. Um, she played Mercy Graves in Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. And she was also Hannah Rio in Westworld. Um, we have Rila Fukushima, who was Yukio, um, which Fred just could not, like, <laughs> stop staring at her face. Um, um, She's a she, Japanese model. How could you not? <laughs> that's not the reason. Don't worry. Fred, in Arrow, they put a, <laughs> a mask on her. <laughs> uh, wow. It's, she's oh. just... She is beautiful in her own way. She played Katana and uh, Arrow and Sumi in Castlevania. Um, we have Hiroyuki Sanada, who played Shinjen. Um, he was Scorpion in Mortal Kombat, um, the 2021 movie. It was pretty good. Um, he also played, I'm going to say... Kai? Tanaka. Oh, okay, Tanaka and Army <laughs> of the Dead. Yeah, because Kai, I don't know. Um, it, then we this have... Is the of, this, this is the test of your name ability right here. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> we have Svetlana Kotchenkova, who Come played on. Viper. Um, she was also Irina and Tinker, Taylor, Soldier, Spy. Um, we have Brian T, who played Noburo. He was Ethan Choi in Chicago Med, Shredder in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, uh, and then DK in Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. Um, we also have Hal Yamanuchi, who played Shashida. Um, Yashida. You, sh- what did Yashida. I say? Oh, Yashida. I don't know why. 
Um, he played Pup Father and Push. Will Yun Lee, who played Harada. Um, he played Takeshi Kovacs um, in Altered Carbon and Kiriji in Electra. And we finally have. I, I can't. Is this Fam- really her name? Famke Jensen? Yes. yes. Yeah, Famke Jensen. I would never have guessed. Jean Grey. Um, she played Xenia Onatop in Goldeneye and Olivia Godfrey in Hemlock Grove. And finally, composer is Marco Beltrami, who composed the music for World War Z iRobot, and Blade 2. And you know what? Whoever made me say these, um, I just want to say that I think I nailed it. So, uh, Hey, can we give Andrea a round of applause? <laughs> because I think she just magnificently went through that list. Because that was some of the hardest names for one movie we yeah. ever had to read. That was intense. That was uh, but sweating I, buckets. But I, but I thought I started you off easy, Hugh Jackman. I mean, um, come on. He ain't that easy, but okay. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> All right, so a little bit of trivia behind the scenes. Uh, Hugh Jackman said that for his shirtless scenes in this movie, he wanted to look as ripped and cut as possible. Andrea, agree, disagree? He did. Like, there was that moment where he's chopping the tree and you see his veins popping <laughs> like it's the 4th of July. Like, all right. Fred, you need to go chop a tree. <laughs> it would I mean, still have the same effect on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so he adopted what is called a dehydration diet used in bodybuilding, where he did not consume any liquid for 36 hours before filming his shirtless shots. He said it made him feel real headachy and faint, but he was pleased with the results as dehydrating tightened everything up and gave him the exaggerated muscle definition and vascularity that he wanted to show in his shirtless scenes. Interesting. I mean, it worked. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what I ought to do. Uh, this movie is written as a standalone story with very little connection to past or future X-Men movies. 20th Century Fox embraced the idea of this movie being different and were even the ones to come up with the title The Wolverine. The story does feature other mutants, and that includes other mutants from the X-Men universe. James Mangold says there was no pressure from the studio to connect his story with other X-Men movies, previous or future. There's no setup in the story for future movies. As far as he knows, Mangold says our goal is to make something that doesn't rely on franchise. Except for the mid-credit scene. Or and or the end of the very end of the movie. There was an end credit scene. Not an end credit scene, but it's a, it's the very last scene in the movie. Okay, yeah, and and the only other thing that I would say about that is the only I think connecting tissue for it was um, Jean was Grey, Jean. pretty much. Oh yeah, yeah. And he still was haunted by that. So. Uh, but according to the director James Mangold, this movie is a sequel though to X Men: The Last Stand um, that we see. Uh, Wolverine goes in isolation. Um, X Men are disbanded. Uh, <clears throat> young Yoshida gives Wolverine a samurai sword with six kanji letters engraved on it. The these kanji read "Never died, never aged, never destroyed." Pretty appropriate for Wolverine. Yeah. Um, an alternate ending was filmed where Yukio presents Logan with a box that contains his yellow Wolverine mask from the comics. The scene is presented as a bonus feature on the Blu-ray. Interesting. 
This movie was scheduled to be released in Japan in mid-September, more than a month after its worldwide release. This was to avoid insensitive screenings during the early August anniversaries of the attacks on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Because the movie does open up with the Nagasaki bombing. Um, Hugh, Cat, Hugh, Hugh Jackman is a self-confessed fan of the Chris, Chris Claremont and Frank Miller Wolverine comic from 1982, especially the Japanese saga. There are so many areas of the Japanese story. I love the idea of this kind of anarchic, anarchic character, the outsider being in this world full of honor and tradition and customs, someone who's really anti all of that and trying to negotiate his own way. The idea of the samurai too, and the tradition there—it's really great. In the comic book, he says he gets he gets his butt kicked by a couple of samurai that aren't even mutants. Uh, in this movie, Yukio and Viper are mutants, whereas Harada is not. It's the other way around in the comics. And body count: a hundred and twenty-seven dead. Wow! Wow! And still PG thirteen. Still, still PG thirteen. Well, there was one F bomb, so yeah. They can, they can um, get away with the one. And there was a oh, yeah. snowblower blood scene, so that was kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, let's talk about the movie. What are y'all's uh, overall thoughts of this movie? I enjoyed it. I thought it was really mm-hmm. interesting. Um, I guess, like, I can just say, like, I, th- I think one of my favorite parts were... Um, one, that plot, t- plot twist at the very end, that... Um, um samurai suit actually had a person inside of it um it it made everything come in full circle because um you really didn't know what viper's plan was and you really understand it at the very end um and i just really like the interactions between uh yukio and um logan they're really funny yeah yeah so Go, go ahead, Mike. I was going to say, so the main villain of the movie I don't think was Viper. The no. main villain of the movie was definitely y- Yoshida. Yeah. And yes. I think I think Viper almost played the role of... It felt like Viper played the role of Bane. In Bane or Enforcer dark, or... Like right. Henchman of, kind of. of. Like, he, he, he almost... Or she almost felt like Bane from, the, uh, the, uh, from Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Where he was kind of there as a, we think he's the big guy, but there's really somebody else who's the mm-hmm. bad guy the whole time. That's what it kind of felt like. But no, yeah, I, I agree. I do agree with you too, though. I thought it was a, um, I thought it was very good the, the twist at the end. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, whether or not whether or not people liked Last Stand, I really liked how they used this movie to get Logan to deal with his guilt over killing Gene. I agree. And yeah. and his grief and how he was, you know, dealing with that and then, you know Or not dealing I, with it. Or not say. dealing with that <laughs> as you as yeah. And then just the end where, you know, Charles shows up and he's like, Wait, how 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 are you alive? Because mm-hmm. you are dead. We saw you die we saw you disintegrate. Still here. And I, I like, I did like how that kind of sets up the Days of Future Past movie, movie when that, when they're, when they get around to that. 
uh, even though Days of Future Past becomes a gets a bit darker between it's like suddenly it's really dark and then the, the, this movie was not quite as things were not quite as bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um. What else? What, what? So, yeah, this movie came out in 2013, which was right around the same time I was finishing my degree. Uh, so I never ended up watching it when it first came out. And honestly, I, I never got back to it until uh, today. <laughs> uh, so... This is my first run through it, and I was actually pretty impressed. Like, uh, for a standalone Wolverine movie that's kind of connected, yeah, I, I liked a lot of things about it. I liked a lot of the action scenes, a lot of the the, like the story points, and uh, the surprise at the end was pretty good too. I, I just have a couple questions, but yeah, I thought overall it was it was awesome. All right, so what what kind of questions do you have though? So, okay, he has a bodyguard. We never see her again, right? I, I kind of wanted to have a little continuity with that. I like, to get on the plane, and um, Yukio is with him, and she's there because uh, she's his bodyguard, and we never see her ever again, right? Yeah. Well, it, well, at the very last scene in the movie, it does say two years had passed, so maybe either, either Yukio died, I hope not, or Yukio decided that she didn't need, that he didn't need a bodyguard anymore, so she moved on and and right. That would or, be so sad. Or it would be sad. Or considering that this is the movie that leads into Days of Future Past, it's possible that the Sentinels got her already. Fair. And then the other thing was is he had his claws cut off, and I, we never saw a resolution to that or. Well, yeah, no, yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. His, his, bone, his bone claws grew out of the grew out of the stubs. Yeah, so his bone claws regenerated. Yeah. Right. So, so what what Yoshida did, and from what I gathered, when he grabbed his hands and he stuck the drills in, he was sucking the he was heating the adamantium and sucking the adamantium out of his body. So, no, what I got from that scene was what the drill bits were going in, and he was taking the bone marrow out, yeah, and that's using what his I was bone thinking. marrow um, as the catalyst to produce his own regenerative properties in his yeah, own body. He, yeah, because Yoshida wasn't really after the adamantium; he had plenty of adamantium. Yeah. What and then, he was at, what he was after was the regenerative properties, so that he could, you know, keep keep on living. When he drops Logan, Logan, and you can see Logan getting much older, and you can see the life force transferring. And then when Logan gets dropped, he regenerates, and his claws come back, but they're no longer adamantium covered; they are just mm. bone, right? And we just don't see and his recovery, the replacement of the adamantium yeah. um, claws. Well, no, right? because no, because the last at the last scene that he still he has he still has his bone claws, right? But he still has adamantium in his in his skeleton, which is why Magneto doesn't. Which is why Magneto's still able to freeze him in place. Yes. Now the only so question: Does the adamantium grow like nice and sharp, but like after a while? I think that's where you're. No, going. I don't. I no, I don't. I don't think he gets. I have to. Wa I have to rewatch Days of Future Past, which yeah, will not be for at all. Look, yeah. And there might be a continuity issue there because I don't remember if his if he has bone claws or adamantium claws um, uh, at the beginning of the movie. I mean, since he goes back in, since he goes into his past self, we know he has the adamantium again 
in the past. Right. So, okay. So I'm looking at this, I'm looking at this article from 2014 from empire online. And it says during the fight, Logan had his adamantium claws sliced off by the silver samurai, which we said, leaving him with organic bone claws that grow back through the stubs of the adamantium cloak coat. Yeah. 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 So, so the adamantium still... never grows back. Right. Well, no, because so, it's metal. It doesn't not work metal so organic. What, what's awkward is that when you watch the flashbacks, it shows, like, the adamantium going beside his hands yeah. or his fingers. But actually, I think if you look, I want to see if I can find a still picture of that. It looks like what had essentially happened is the adamantium formed around his bone claws inside his skin. And that's why when you when he drilled into his hands, he drilled into where the adamantium was because that's where the skin was. Mm-hmm. Well, no, he um, drilled he drilled into the or, or, she or where drilled the into the bone, were. drilled into right. the bone, and, it's, so and it, it looks, looks like they were. It looks like they were looks like the adamantium was formed around the bone claws. So when he cut the bone, the adamantium off, instead of adamantium coming back out again, bone claws just came out because he cut that he had regrew the bone claws. Yes, right. I, I understand that they need to be surrounded by the adamantium. I, I, I'm not disagreeing with that at all. My point was we just don't see the resolution of how the adamantium is restored um, around his bone claws at the end of the movie. And because uh, because because they aren't because it it, it is were they? No, it wasn't. No, but no, in future ha- movies, of course, yeah. he he has adamantium yeah. claws again. Yeah. Yeah. And there, I mean, it's comic books. There's continuity stuff. I mean, he did have he did have the bone claws at the beginning of the last Wolverine movie, and we saw how he got the adamantium skeleton in that movie. So, if if Yoshida was trying to get to the bone marrow, he would have to cut off the he would have to, you know, cut off the adamantium somewhere so that he could drill into the bone. I right. think that's what. I think that's what he was trying to do. Um, so, you know, go I ahead, Mike. S- I was going to say, so as far as the future episodes go, I see what you're saying, the future movies where he's got the adamantium back. I'm assuming maybe maybe Charles and Magneto had something to do with it because we know maybe. we see them at the end of the movie. Maybe, Magne- maybe Magneto was able to just off-screen, we just didn't see, pull painfully. Some more, painfully pull some more yeah. adamantium back. Mm-hmm. Um, over the yeah, bone calls I, I again. Hope I, I don't know. Take it from uh, Silver Samurai. And speaking of Silver Samurai, I didn't know what his name was in the movie. Um, I had to check it afterwards. So when we were watching, I called. Well, him. that was Yoshida in, in the movie. Yes, but um, the when he, the robot itself, um, the 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 casing is Silver yeah. Samurai. Um, so when we were watching, I didn't know what it was called, so I just called it Mecha Samurai, and I think that's what it should be called from now on. <laughs> well, Iron, it's Iron like, Man. <laughs> it, it's, yeah. Okay, so it's it's kind of it's kind of like the sixth Harry Potter movie. It's like if if you didn't know, if you hadn't read the if you hadn't read the books, the Harry Potter books, you wouldn't have known that Greyback was in uh, Half Blood Prince. But if you did read the books, you would have known that what that one of the character, one of the guys with, um, I think, I think he was with Voldemort, was uh, Fenrir Greyback. So it's kind of like that. It's like if you didn't know that that was the Silver Samurai, then you're not. There's no reason for you to 
have that name in your brain. But if I, you knew, okay, if you've going seen into the, this movie, I thought Wolverine was going to fight Godzilla. Okay, come on, <laughs> <laughs> who would have won that I fight? Mean, I mean, he Just has saying. he has fought Hulk in the comics, so that's not entirely impossible. If, and I would I would love to see, I would love to see that by the way if they ever either if they either recast Wolverine or if they bring Hugh Jackman back for one more one more movie dude pit him against Mark Ruffalo as Hulk and that I I am totally down for that that's uh, that's a license for money right there yeah yeah oh man uh, yeah my I, my biggest issue is um, it's it's unclear why Yoshida needs his granddaughter at the end of the movie unless she w- unless he was deliberately putting Mariko in Logan's path as a way to get Logan to the castle at the end of the movie. Yeah, I didn't understand that. There seems to be some kind of some kind of implication that she might be like a genetic match to like be able to like like do a bone marrow transplant or something, and she yeah. was just refusing him. But that's not clear. I mean, that that was the only thing I had really I- a big issue with with in the movie. Yeah, I didn't understand. I thought she was going to die at the end, to be honest. Yeah, I was I was waiting for her to die. And at the end. I I think that Logan really needs to choose his next woman. Like, come on, because honestly, like well, he chose all the. But like all the women that he chooses are just so much trouble. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Forbidden <laughs> fruit but tastes so better. much younger. But okay, but this is but this is also a trope in the comics for him. It's like he's like a magnet for these. I mean, like, can you blame it's, them? It's not. It's not. It's not even. It's not even really. It's not even really all romantic relationships. It's just he's like a magnet for these, for these girls who like treat him like they're like they're uncle or brother or something. Because so like like think think about like think about the 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 nineties animated movie the animated series the comics you know he you know he ends up ends up with jubilee rogue Dang. everybody Shadow cat all, all what no, no i was like he ended up with carrie i'm so no jealous. no no or he might you never know the story is unwritten but the story is unwritten all these girls just kind of attach themselves to him as like you know their little as like his little sister or a little a little niece or something and just like what I was going to say, Carrie, is he is uh, Marvel's Kirk. Yeah. Mm. Well, there, I mean, there's also Yuriko and, um, yeah, I mean, aka Lady Deathstroke. There's Jean. Mari- I think Mariko is in, either Mariko or Yukio is, is in the um, animated series. Well, I, can I just say, though, that it seems to be like all these girls that Logan's got some things for is, uh, Mariko looked like she's like 18 years old in this movie. Well, that's, 18 but, or 19 years old. I'm just saying. Well, yeah, Mariko, Mariko looked, just looked a little young. Threshold. Well, I mean, old a lot of like old Asian yeah. women look so amazingly young. I don't. They they drink from the fountain of youth. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, and and yeah, I, I agree. I agree that Mariko looked a little young for him, but considering that he's like two hundred years old, um, that's it's fine. That's fine. I mean, age, age. It's kind of a problematic thing with Logan, but yeah. And Andrew's like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
what uh what else did you guys have any other moments that you really liked on this movie or didn't like um i love I mean, old japanese like culture I thought it was yeah, yeah me too so that just really sealed it for me i think yes i'm yes. pretty sad that um uh what was the guy's name uh another yeah i'm pretty sad that he died um yeah. i thought uh-huh. that yeah, I thought that he could potentially be with Mariko because Logan left, and he would just remain her protector. Um, I kind of like understand why he died, but I think they could have done more with him. Yeah, I, I agree. He kind of did make make a bit of a devil's bargain and kind of paid for it. Yeah, in his life. Exactly. But yeah, I. I, I I could have seen that that his character going either way with either either him living or not. Yeah. It, either way, it worked. I'm just so surprised about like the amount of violence for a PG-13 movie. Uh, it just well, I, 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 I think they were able to get away with it because they didn't show a lot of the blood on screen. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of what I was thinking, too, is there was a lot of blood. There wasn't a lot of swearing. It was more or less... Like, yeah, it just, yeah, it was acted violence and that was it. Yeah. I, I really liked the scene where <clears throat> all the, all the, the, the ninjas were shooting the bows at him or sh- shooting the arrows at Logan. That was so sad. Getting, was sad. Were, but, but, but I mean, I thought it was, I, I had never seen that in a movie where they were shooting like all the arrows and they just kept shooting them and shooting them. And, and then the, the, till he couldn't run many more with the ropes in his back. And he just falls over. Yeah. He just falls over. He looked like Sonic the Hedgehog. But it took it took all them ninjas just to stop him. Yeah. Yeah. And the poison least. arrow. Right. So I thought it was a pretty good movie. Um, I enjoyed Viper's change when yeah. she's removing her skin. I thought that was amazing. That yeah. was fun. I didn't really uh, understand what was going on there. Right, as uh, much as I liked that change scene, I think she was probably my least favorite moment in this entire movie. Like, any time she was on screen, I thought she had a lot... I thought she was, like, an unnecessary villain in this movie. Huh. I actually agree with you. Like, I just didn't feel... I didn't see the need for her. I mean, what what was the need for, like, the poison that would... That they would shoot the arrow at Logan, or take some, of, or take his healing ability from him. I, I, I just didn't. I didn't see the need for her. Well, he, her the need for her was to to make him semi mortal again. Right, but still, I just I figured they could have. If you're talking like ancient Japanese traditions here, I'm pretty sure they could have come up with something. And ja- Japanese like folklore or something that would have been a they would be able to do to take away Logan's powers somehow. Mm, maybe I don't know. I just kind of felt that she was an unnecessary villain. Other than that, she didn't do anything else besides that. After you said the thing about Bane, Bane, I think that that's honestly the only reason why she was there to detract from the man in the suit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, unfortunately, unfortunately, they they killed Deathstroke in um, in X two, so they can. They, it's not like they could bring her back, and they they 
basically wrote that character so that she doesn't really have the history with Logan that she does in the comics. So, yeah. I mean, anything else, guys? I'm going to back up Carrie in the... Um, just to reiterate the fact that I really enjoyed that this movie provided closure for Logan um, when it came to Gene. Um, even though um, in his mind and in his thoughts, she was trying to pull him to death. Because um, she was saying that she was going to be very lonely without him, without his thoughts being with her. Um, but that was all the stuff going on in his brain, too. So yeah, that, that's... Without you. But I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed yeah. that in the end, he chose to live and live out his life as a soldier that he is. Mm-hmm. I agree. I'm going to say my favorite moment is when he's being given the bath. And then he says <laughs> he feels violated. <laughs> I thought I it was... that. <laughs> yeah, I can do this part. Thank you. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Not because he was naked. It's just it was a hilarious moment. No, that, no. Andrew's like, no, that was my favorite part. No, yeah. no. <laughs> so that, I saw the crack. <laughs> oh my goodness. That was good. That Anything else? The bear, though. Huh? That, uh, uh, that scene with the bear and where oh, he comes back man. to the, the camp and uh basically just kicks the crack out of all of them. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, that was really cool. Yo, he's straight up. Mm. He. I thought it was so wrong, though, to see an animal like... It was almost like it was just being poached. It wasn't even... And, and then it, I think he was kind of right, though. So as much as, as much as I do hunt, I think it's wrong to shoot animals and just leave it there and, and walk away. I think oh, it's... Of course. And, okay. and, and his comment was... <sighs> Sorry, Gene. <laughs> like, he's about to yeah. start rocking him before yeah. before uh, uh, Yukio shows well, up. Well, no, because he because he swore that he he swore to Gene's ghost that he wasn't going to kill anymore. Right. And they're basically making him go back on his word. Yeah. So I mean, I, I do I, love that moment where some the one of the guys asks him who he is, and he says, "I'm the Wolverine." It's like, dang. They're gonna kill. I mean, so. What did you guys think about the the train scene? I really liked the train scene. It was like a Matrix kind of. So yeah, I, I really liked the the scene when they're on the top and he like psychs the guy out and he jumps and gets smacked with the sign. I thought that was great. Um, the only thing I really didn't like about the train scene was that one moment where he throws that one guy through the the wall of the train. I thought that was a little over the top, but. He threw, I, like, three people through the wall of the train. Okay, so when he made the first hole, so when he threw the other people out the, the hole that already existed, sure, I get that, but... Yeah. Well, I mean, he made the hole with his claws. First guy got first guy got thrown out, and then he just... No, goes, he made oh. three slits with his claws yeah. that I, I guess weakened, weakened the structure. Weakened it enough, but... Because uh, it, 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 wasn't, it wasn't actually the car, it was the space between the cars that he was... Right. That he was in. So we'll pretend it was really weak. Yes. So I I didn't mind that scene. I, I, I liked that. That was really cool. If I had one criticism about that scene, I felt the time when they were on top of the train 
felt a little long. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'll agree with that. Wait, mm-hmm. picked up, I said, okay, like, we've seen him jump up and down now for, like, six minutes. Like, five, like, like five minutes, these same two guys. So, I felt, I felt like a little long, but it wasn't bad. Yeah. I like the mind good. tricks. It was fun. Yeah. I like that one, too. Agreed. That was good. That was really good. So... Uh, who is your favorite character in this movie? Yukio. Yukio. I liked her. Yeah. She's awesome. Yeah. I wish we could see a lot more of her in like other movies, but Yeah. Hey, I got a question though. Who in the comics was supposed to be um Shinjin? Shinjin um that was that was Yamada uh, Yoshida's son, right? But he turned into something when he went after Logan. He turned into Shredder. Oh yeah! Well, no, he um because uh, Viper <laughs> poisoned him. Right, but did he like turn into something? Because he he ended up in that water after Viper poisoned him. So I'm I'm assuming it's one of those mutations or something that happens. Um, well, I know he said he had, he was, he studied mutations, but I guess, I guess that somehow the, either the poison Viper used wasn't strong enough to kill him, or his falling into the water, um, diluted the poison somehow. Okay. I don't know. I was just asking. I guess if I were to give a favorite character, I know everybody liked Yukio. I really like Shinjin, and I guess kind Shinjin of is up. Shinjin is the new silver the new silver samurai. He, uh, um, according to Wikipedia, he was became the silver samurai in like twenty twelve. Okay, I I think the reason I like him because I really like Sonata. I love him as an actor. He is so good. Yeah. Um, I first saw him on the show Helix a few years back, um, and that's where I was kind of introduced to his work. And then, um, but yeah, he, uh, he he was my favorite character. I thought there was some depth there, and I wish we could have gone on because if he didn't die, it could have given us a little more story about him some other way. Um, but yeah, I, I, I did like Yukio too. Okay, so according to Wikipedia, uh, Shinjin is actually um, the father of the Silver Samurai, and then he became the Silver Samurai later, and then he's also Mariko's half-brother. But in the... Yeah, they, in they, the changed, movie, he's... they wow. changed the rela- They changed the relationship a bit. Um, he's also the cousin of Sunfire and Sunfire, so... Um, yeah. Okay. There. Uh, although, wait, hold on. There's two. There's two Shinjin Yoshidas. There's the father of the original Silver Samurai, and then there's the, I guess, son of the Silver Samurai. Okay. So. All right. Do you have a favorite quote? I know Carrie's got a few. But yeah. Okay, well, before before we get to the quotes, so I have a question for you. So, like, every time you like hear the the word Black Clan. Do you ever, like, struggle and want to say Foot Clan? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Trust me, I'm, I'm not glad I wasn't the only one. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Andrew, do you get that? Yes. 
just checking. Yes, I do. <laughs> Don't worry. You, you, you millennials. Uh, <laughs> I am millennial. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I love that he laughs at his own like demise. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> oh, so favorite quote? What do y'all have? What do you, what, uh, what did you like? How do you? How did you know there was a pool down there? I didn't. Yeah, I like <laughs> that, that one. one. That was good. <laughs> I did. I, I did like the one where he said, "Okay, you have ten words to tell me. Tell me what I want to hear." And then, and then he speaks. And then he looks over and says, "How many words was that? Nine. You got one word." Uh, Boom. Good. A man who has nightmares every night of his life is in pain. Yeah, definitely. I like that one. It's good. What kind of monster <laughs> are you, Deliverin? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. And is that all the men you brought? That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. funny. I, I've already said my two. The one where like he doesn't want to take a bath, and he's like, "No, I'm, this time I'll do it." Um, when they're about to to do other inappropriate things to him in the bath, and then <laughs> when um, oh, oh, what is it, y- Yukimo? Yukio. Yukio. When Yukio like is smiling at him after the the bath, and he's like, "What?" and she's like, "You look good." <laughs> he's like, "I feel violated." <laughs> I, I just I just enjoyed it so much. Their chemistry was really good. Yeah. I agreed. Agreed. I wish they could have made a movie between that two year period with those yeah. two and their world adventures. Yeah, I would have loved to have seen a sequel to this of some sort. Been really good. Oh, all right. If there's nothing else, uh, plot holes. Do we have any, Carrie? Did any? Yeah, we do. Okay, so um, an an anachronism. The samurai sword uh, that was named Danzan and was supposedly old had a visible locking clip in the scene inside the Nakazaki uh, POW pit. Uh, This means that it was an early 20th century Imperial Army-made sword, a reproduction mass-produced. Uh, for Japanese officers. So it really wasn't that old. By the way, <laughs> while we're talking about that, um, what? How did, never mind, I was going to ask how did Logan get out of that pit to save him, but never mind. He just climbed his way up. Yeah, climbed I know. While I was thinking that. Yeah. that was, by the way, that was an interesting way to start this movie. Yeah, it was. Agreed. It was a very interesting way to start this movie. Um, so, sorry, go ahead. Okay, character etiquette. Around an hour and two minutes. The correct etiquette for handing over a samurai sword is with two hands under the sword held up horizontally with the grip facing to the left, blade to the right. Usually accompanied by a bow, the giver is symbolically in a non-threatening, more vulnerable position, demonstrating submission and trust. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that was bad manners. Bad uh, manners. Yeah, continuity around thirty-five minutes at the funeral. Viper is shown using a cell phone to film Logan fighting. When she's interrupted by a gang member with the gun, she shifts the angle of the phone to the right and then lowers it completely. The image on the phone does not reflect these movements uh, and continues to show Logan centered on in the image. 
after Logan loses loses some of his healing powers and his wounds do not heal as quickly as they should, uh, he is shot several times, bleeding and and bleeds and is left with wounds that take time to heal. However, however, despite extending his claws through the skin uh, between his knuckles multiple times, he leaves no blood or visible wounds of any kind. Because he's amazing. Yeah. He heals. Around an hour and 35 minutes, Logan is shot in the back with many arrows as he tries to make his way to rescue Mariko. After he is captured and taken to Viper, we see the back of his shirt and it has not a single hole in it. Whoops. His shirt his self His shirt heals. is magical too, yeah. Yeah, his shirt, his shirt heals too. Uh, yes. Around 56 minutes in the extended version only. Uh, I don't know what version I have now. Uh, when Wolverine is attacked at the hotel and falls off the balcony, he is shot in his left shoulder. When he awakens, the vet has stitched a bullet wound on his right shoulder. Okay, I do have the extended version then. Um, around an hour 21 minutes, when Viper is walking into Shinjin's uh, office, she is taking off her glove uh, as she's entering. The camera pans to Shinjin and then back to her, and she is taking off her glove again. Whoopsies. Whoopsies. Fred, what does Rotten Tomato say about this movie? Good question. Um, okay, where's the coiled, fuming, cigar-chomping, sarcastic, quip-firing, killing machine from the first two X-Men movies? I want that guy back. He was fun. Uh, <laughs> see, see, our, see our discussion about how he's in mourning. Yeah. Come on, guys. And I mean, he gets so much darker when he's on his own. Like, Yeah. And I... And 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 I, I put this next one in here just for Carrie because I know how much Carrie likes this other movie. Hi. Oh boy. Okay. So watching Halle Berry shoot hoops, flirt with Benjamin Bratt, and beat up Sharon Stone and Catwoman is starting to sound pretty prefer <laughs> mighty preferable. <laughs> wow. Sure about that? <laughs> oh. You, you sure about that? Because Maybe. Cat because Catwoman was terrible. This was not <laughs> terrible. Well, apparently they're saying Gap Gapman was better. Oh, I, I have some ser- I have some serious questions about um, their definition of a good movie. I yes. Guess. Okay. All right. Here we go. It's Andrew's turn to pick the movie rating. Oh dear! Oh dear! Fried Wolverine. Oh no! What there's nothing there. There's so we have one out of ten there. missions to Mars. One out of ten poison darts to the hand, or um, maybe one out of ten Marcio Logan moments in. Never mind. Shirtless Harry Logan <laughs> moments. Okay. <I> mean... <laughs> it's going to be one out of ten spears to the back. Spears to the back. There was at least ten spears in his back. Arrows, arrows to the back, maybe? Arrows to the back. Arrows to the back. Arrows to the back. Oof. All right, so Mike. Dang it. I hate going to uh, I know, I know. <laughs> That's just why I chose you. Cause... Uh, all right. Um, I'm going to give this movie a... Um, it's not bad, so when I give this rating, that does not mean it's a bad movie. Um, but I'm going to give this movie a 7 out of 10. Uh, hmm. Arrows in the back. I was debating between 6.5 or 7. Um, 
So if I could do like 6.75, that'd be great. But because I can't, I'm just going to have to round up to 7. <laughs> so, or I could do a 6.75239. That way it kind of... Anyways. So, six, uh, so 7 for me. Good movie. I'd watch it again. Yeah. All right, and Carrie. Okay, so I'm 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 a bit torn. I get apparently I gave Wolverine the first Wolverine movie an eight. Uh, I think we all gave the movie rather high ratings. That movie rather high ratings, and this movie is better than the first Wolverine movie. Uh, so. I'm going to give this one an 8 as well, because I can't score it lower than, than X-Men Origins. Okay. Alright. Pretty much my same, my same argument for, um, I think, what, what was it? Um, Iron Man 3? Yeah. 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 And Freddy? I think Carrie convinced me to, to drag the score up a little bit. I was going to go 7.5. But you're right. I gave uh, X Men Origins uh, an eight, so I think yeah, you're right. I, I'm going to have to rate this one an eight just based on on that one. And if I look across, I think it does fall in line with uh, with the other ones that I have at eight as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, crap. So eight arrows to the back. <laughs> Mike forgot to look at his ratings again. <sighs> so I I'll send you the link. All right. Oh, there it is. I'm changing mine. I'm giving mine an eight as well. <laughs> Because oh I my gave, god! I gave I gave eight to X Men Origins. So Mike gave it. Mike like Mike's it. giving it to peer pressure. This is awesome. So I'm kind of going to eight. And you know yeah. what? Come on! I'm Flip also sweet. giving this movie an eight out of ten. We should have a bell and ring back. it here. Ding 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 ding, ding 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 ding. Yeah, we are all in agreement. Mm-hmm. Nice. So we all agree that this is better than uh, Green Lantern. Yes. yes. Ooh, I need to readjust my score on Green Lantern. Um, <laughs> what is it? A nine, Mike? I don't know what my Green Lantern score was. I got the. I got. A, I got an old rink. Oh no, there. You, you it got is. a seven there. Yeah, it's better than Green Lantern. Um, but but again, the way I see it, if it's between seven and ten, I'd watch it again. That's kind of my range. If it's between seven That's and ten, I'll go out of my way fair. to watch it again. That's kind of kind of a movie. Um. If it's four to six, if it's on and I'm feeling frisky, I may watch it. Anything lower than that, I'll probably never put on unless I'm dragged to put it on. So, all I right. I honestly feel sad. I never watched this when it first came out, and then I forgot about it, and then all these other Wolverine movies came out, and it just got lost in the mix. Yeah, this was this is another this is another one I found in like the nearly free DVD bin, and that's pretty much the reason I I own it and what have watched it is because. I just, it it kind of fell off my radar until I you know got my hands on the DVD. I'm like, oh, I should probably watch this now. Nice. All right. Well, thank you, Andrew, for that. Um, our next movie will hopefully be next month. Um, it just all depends on a lot of things. But uh, we, if we don't do a Christmas episode next month. Or if we do, we don't know yet. We'll let you guys know. We can find out about all that stuff in Discord. Um, but our next movie up, as far as superhero genre goes, is Justice League Flashpoint Paradox. Um, now, this is an animated movie. Um, I know me and Carrie have seen this. Fred, Andrew, have you all seen this one? No. No. 
Okay. He is rather violent. Think. Warning you now. Think um, how Iron Man started off the MCU. This movie kicks off the DC AMU, which is a DC animated movie universe. So it's kind of like, it'd be like, uh, let's see, I have most of them over here on my shelf. I think it's like 10 or 11 movies that all lead to that end game kind of a movie at the end. So there's a bunch of movies leading up to it. So this is the kickoff of that move, of that series. And like I said, it's rather bloody, very violent. Don't watch it around kids. Unless you want You've to. You've been warned. Unless you want to. Okay, you probably so- should. You've been warned. Let, let's make this really clear. It is 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, 93 for the audience score. It's a good movie. It is a good movie. It's a good animated movie. Awesome. But, I'm looking forward to this but all if you're, but, but if you're expecting an animated movie that's kid-friendly... Uh, yeah, these are the type of movies I don't like. So one thing, one thing I will say that DC has done right is their animated movie universe. Like, they have really done it right. And... Um, so I'm 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 looking forward um, to you guys watching this. I'm trying to look. Oh, it can't be that bad. Oh, it's still pretty dark, buddy. It's pretty it's uh, pretty dark for PG thirteen. But the film actually covers. Let's see: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. There's like so. There's sixteen movies in the DCAMU. To lead up to the big to the big moment, but like some of them aren't really don't really count. Don't really count. Kind of like you have your your odd movies out that don't really go with the continuity, but they're kind of like side stories that you can watch. Um, like Batman Hush, for example. Uh, Hush is in the continuity. Um, Suicide Squad: Hell to Pay is in there, but it's not. Um, so, but it's good though. Awesome. I'm, I'm glad you're looking forward to it. I'm, I'm looking forward to it as well again. So, all right, well, let's close this out here. So, we want to hear from you. You can email us, capechronicles at randomchatter.com. You can find us on Twitter at randomchatter. You can also find uh, Carrie. Where can we find you on Twitter? You can find me at Carrie Blackfire42. That's K E R I Blackfire42. And, Mr. Fred, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Freddy Wong Kenobi. That's F R E D D Y W O N Kenobi. And Miss Andrea, where can we find you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at Cats Bears. That's K A T Z B E A R Z. And you cannot find me on Twitter, but you can find me on Discord because that's how I roll. And uh, but you can find all of our shows at randomchatter.com as well as uh, um, articles and or whatever we do on that website too. Um, you can also spread the word, support us, leave reviews for us, and let us know how we're doing. And the music you hear on this pod- podcast is High Roll Motion by Blue Solly. As silly as this sounds, all trademarks are owned by the respective owners. Until next time. Um, Autobots roll out. Autobot. We're watching Wolverine. Where did Autobots come from? I don't know. That's what I tell my <laughs> students when the bell rings. Get the <laughs> hell out of here. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, Bye, all. Peace.